0: Welcome back, as we have begun this week, we have some teams who have moved on to the second round, the playoffs go on, interesting storylines continue, a couple teams face elimination, it's going to be an interesting week, Next, next couple days actually. So see how things pan out. Um, before we dive into all that, I just want to tell a nice little funny story about uh, perfect timing and exactly how wrong it can be. I was uh, at this food truck festival this last weekend, and we were actually about to leave. We are walking away, and there's a group of kids standing kind of to the left. We're walking down the middle of the street. This one kid is standing outside the group, and right as we are walking by, he... He and it's n- nothing to do with us, um, but he happens to basically turn, he's facing we're perpendicular to each other, so he's to our left, but he's facing us. Well he goes and turns around and I see him flick his hand <clears throat> as he takes a couple steps away from the center of the street, towards the curb, as we're walking um as we're walking the length of we are walking down the center, walking the length of the street. And all of a sudden I just feel this, um, substance on my knee right as that happens. And I mean, right as he does that, we are walking right by him Well, I look down and there's just this three inch long mucus, um, three inch long, I don't even know what you want to call it, snot rocket, um, right at the bottom edge of my shorts, And it slashed top of my knee, just going all the way across top of my knee. And I just looked down. And I'm still walking, too. This all just happened. I'm like, wait a minute. What the – felt something wet. And I looked down, and I was like, hold on. And then I think about, okay, oh, my gosh. So that kid had some snot. It was on his hand and went to flick it, but he didn't flick it down. He flicked it back. And right as I was stepping into that path, too, flicked it straight back and right across my knee. Uh, yeah, so two napkins later and some real uh, mind-blown slash annoyance that that just happened to me. I I was just in disbelief. But there's a funny story for your day. Um if things are going bad, just remember it could be worse. Someone could have unknowing totally unknowingly and not on purpose flick their snot on you um which yeah so talk about a way to cap off a wonderful night of indulging yourself in delicious food truck food but i survived and uh, we're gonna move on so play offs this weekend things were wild and this weekend slash yesterday um, Just to recap, Milwaukee, surprise, surprise, closed out the sweep of Detroit, um, winning by 23 points uh, yesterday, so they are moving on to the second round, and I believe they're actually going to face Boston, because uh, Boston closed out the, the sweep against Indiana. I thought Indiana was going to... Uh, get one at home. I thought they were going to get game four and just force a game five. It was going to be a gentleman sweep, but Boston proved me wrong. Uh, it was a close one, though. This was a, this was a somewhat tight series 110, uh, 106. Then we have Toronto one to go up 3 1. So they're going back to Toronto for game five, where I believe they'll close it out. They won by 22 points. So that first game, as we're seeing, was just a. Uh, Kind of fluke slash Orlando used all of their juju and magic to win the first game, and oh, I didn't even mean to make that pun. That's a, <laughs> oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. They used all of it up, um, and now they don't have enough left in the tank to even not lose by more than ten. Philadelphia, the saga, and Brooklyn, the saga continues. Oh, Jared Dudley. That has been one interesting storyline. And then uh, we had Jimmy and him both get fined 25K for their little incident. Um, What I love most about this is just like out of nowhere, Jared Dudley is just this dude now talking the trash. But at the same time, he's also still airballing threes and kind of playing like garbage. So it's kind of funny. See this is going on. Uh, but the Sixers go back home and they they close this thing out. Um, their last game was close, so 108. But uh, they played a night game five in Philly, um, and I think Philly's going to close it out and move on. Then back to the Western Conference. Uh, the Clips had that valiant effort in Game Two, but then uh, they lose. They lost both in LA. The Golden State is up three one. I don't think anyone's surprised. And game five is Wednesday is tomorrow goes back to Golden State where I believe they'll close it out unless the Clippers can muster up enough grit to get one more and try and force a game six, but we shall see back to probably the most exciting series because it's the only one that's actually tied up this way, Uh, Denver and San Antonio. (sighs) goes back to game five tonight in Denver. Um, and the Nuggets were able to get one in San Antonio, and so it's tied up at 2-2. Um, this one, I have full confidence that San Antonio could win two in a row. They win tonight in Denver, and then on Thursday they go back home to where they are near unstoppable and win again, close it out in game six. But you know what? We'll see. Denver – Seem to have found some sort of stride, some sort of groove with, with last game. So uh, they may be able to push it to seven. Uh, all in all, I take the Spurs out of the series still. Meaning I pick them to win. Um, whether it's in six or seven, I I kind of want to believe it'll be in six. And then we have Portland and Oklahoma City. As you all know, I have a slight fandom towards Oklahoma City. So this one is painful, folks. Oh, it's so painful. Game three came out looking great, looking hot. I was like, all right, we're going to get game four. And then game four starts first half, great second half, dumpster fire, water trash, whatever you want to call it, and took the L. So now, uh, OKC's fighting for their life, trying to do the near impossible 3 1 comeback. And honestly, it looks uh, pretty doubtful. I think there was some, I I saw something, though, that said, uh, uh, it was like a Bleacher Report update, and it said some uh, some betting place still gave OKC like a sixteen percent chance to win this series, and also that felt real high. But uh, hey, I'll take it. Um, it's kind of it's kind of an ironic tragedy here because um, I think everyone in Oklahoma City was super stoked that they got Portland as their first round matchup because it felt that was who they felt best about. Um, Matchup wise and um, getting the win, but oh, how we're all eating our words now. And I mean, for me personally, yes, I was excited because I think we match up, OKC matched it up well against Portland, but I wasn't like, all right, we're through the first round, especially given the fact that we bounced out of the first round the past two years. So, and I'm sorry if this is a little bit. Uh, heavy on the series, but this is what my personal investment is. And I think it's an interesting storyline, too, because you have the whole OKC versus Dame scenario. It's been a little bit chippy and it's and it's just there's been a lot of storylines. Um, then um, Russ and Paul George's media storylines where they are uh, less than cooperative. It's, it's provoked a lot of interesting storylines. And I don't know. I'm really torn on it because I I didn't like the way that game three ended with we had uh, – OKC had the win and and Paul George went down and threw down a double double pump reverse. I, I don't know why, where, what that came from. Because then that – for me that always just fuels the fire and I mean it's just not a good look. And then um, it's painful watching the oppressors. It is. you watch it, they sit there and they're totally disengaged, totally checked out like I don't want to talk to you. And now what you know people are kind of going with is, hey, um, you know you have a responsibility as you're put in this position uh, to represent the team, and I definitely agree with that now. I also can see how the media is pain, real pain to deal with, especially some of the questions. It's like, what do you want me to say here? Like, really? Like you're going to ask me the questions. I mean, all in all, it's all just patentry. I don't know why people act like they care so much about like getting some insight from the players because it's always the same very generic answers that that we all hear a billion times over. So what, I mean, you can literally be like, uh, I guess they're going to say this and you can probably be spot on. Like you can, me and my friends make that joke all the time, but <clears throat> nonetheless, uh, sorry, I got way sidetracked. Let me get to my prediction. All right. I got it. I got to do it twofold here. Cause I got to do it unbiased. I got to do a fan perspective. So I apologize. Um, let me get unbiased real quick. Okay. Unbiased. Um, I think this is probably a gentleman's sweep at best. Um goes to here's your two options gentleman's sweep um with Portland winning back at home tonight in game five. Or we have it uh game seven and it's toss-up series. Meaning uh if, if, if OKC can steal one at Portland tonight, come back for game six, energized, um then it goes to a game seven, which I don't even like to make predictions on, uh, I'll make a prediction if, if it gets there, but you just don't, uh, it, it's such a toss up at that point. I mean, generally you air towards the home team because it's that home court advantage and that's why you want to be the higher seed. But honestly, I mean, that's one of those things where the series goes that deep and it's like, it's anybody's ball game. It's just who wants it more. So uh, there's, there's, there's that series. Um, that's, it's it's been a it's been an exciting series but uh I think ending 4-1 would be kind of disappointing cuz we want to see these series go a little bit deeper so some of these series are paying out like I thought some of them aren't um for instance Houston and Utah I thought uh, based off Utah's performance last season they were going to be able to push this to 7 it was going to be a real back and forth but uh Utah um Houston seems to be Houston seems to have their number, be hitting hit firing on all cylinders. Um, I mean, Utah. What sucks the most is that Utah kept James Harden to like zero and fifteen to start a game for the, through the first three quarters, and then he then he went like three for five. So I mean, ultimately he was like three for eighteen or nineteen at the end of the game, and I mean he got to line some. And Houston still won, which goes to show you that the rest of the team is still firing on also owners because I watched a good portion of that game and he was um, – it was incredible to see him go that dry. But then it was also like, dang, the team the rest of the team is performing because they still managed to come out with the win because although he was that cold – So was uh, Utah for the most part. They couldn't get it together. And I was like, man, you need to capitalize on this opportunity. Um, The thing that did piss me off, and this is kind of going back into my personal bias a little bit, uh, but I don't really care, is the media leniency on James Harden. He goes 0 for 15, and they're like, wow, he's 0 for 15. And they said, well, but, I mean, look at everything else he's doing. And um, there was no... There was no criticism whatsoever of being like he's you know he's 0 for eight o for nine. Uh, now I do there is a caveat with this, so you can probably see where I'm going with this. James Harden received virtually zero criticism for continuing to shoot, even though he was an for. and they they praised him by saying, "Well, he's still doing so much. He's getting assists. He's um, getting rebounds. You know, he, he he's still he's still supporting the team." And, like, absolutely zero zero downside to that. They weren't criti- critical at all. Now, it helped that the team was still playing very well. And flip that script. Insert Russell Westbrook, who was gone 0-15. And they... <clears throat> Sorry, guys. My dog just scratched my foot. Oh, my bare foot. Oh, that hurt a lot. Anyways, flip the script. And Russell Westbrook gets verbally crucified. Um, now, I will say the caveat with this is James Harden is actually um, a really good shooter, particularly a really good three-point shooter. So he's bound to get hot. So there's a little bit of a the difference there is where Russ will take some ill-advised shots. And, um, nonetheless though, what he never gets and, and, and so i I can move away from that part of the point, but what he never gets is any sympathy as far as, oh, look, he's getting another triple double. I mean, he's getting rebounds. He's, he's getting assists, making his teammates better. And you know, the team is still trying to fire on all cylinders. It is two different dynamics. I just, there is. And so I don't expect the narrative to be identical, but I expect there to be a little bit um, less of a gap in, in how it's talked about where he's absolutely scrutinized to the T and he, they, they tell him he needs to he needs to stop shooting immediately. And, um, whereas James Harden is like, Oh man, he's still our golden child. He's still so beautiful. And if you can't, I, I just, it, it annoys me. It annoys me because Russ seems to be the the scapegoat for the media and Harden is is the golden child in a lot of ways. Uh, people are blown away because he averaged so many points, and um, which really, I mean, it is really impressive to score that much. But um, as far as I think what's more impressive overall is if you can is, – is averaging a triple-double. But I'm not going to get into that discussion because I know people get annoyed and we'll, – really the you listen and you're listening and you and you're just going to say well you're just a fan and so that's why is you just like him more than him and um i you know i think my friends who i talk sports with would actually partially could could can understand my my point of view and that i do a pretty good job of like not being being overly biased Sure, my bias has played into a little bit, but I think there's something there as well. I'm, I'm, I'm able to separate myself in certain conversations. But anyways, Houston's up 3-1. Going back to Houston on Wednesday, I think Houston is going to get the gentleman's sweep. Utah, you played like garbage. Houston, you've played outstanding. Um, it's been a fun series, which uh, means we're, we're pretty much wrapped up in the first round, heading on to the second round. So. Let's go ahead and look at um, the bracket and maybe talk a little bit about second round matchups. So it'd be, it'd be pretty awesome. Um, so Golden State and Houston, that would be Western Conference, that would be your second round matchup. and I believe we could that you know that's they're both up three one. That's what we're gonna see. So that's gonna be a series. Everyone's really excited for that. That's gonna be a real series. Um, on the other side of that bracket, realistically, so you have Portland, um, and it would be the winner of Denver and San Antonio. So, uh, I think probably odds right now, or it's Portland and San Antonio. And I think that's a pretty interesting series. I just, um, I, honestly, I think San Antonio could very realistically come out of that. Portland might be able to as well. It just... They've been playing. They've actually got a pretty good team. Terry Stott's been doing a great job coaching. Um, and by some magic, OKC comes out of it. It's OKC San Antonio. Man, uh, great, se- great series either way. Uh, we have Milwaukee and Boston is already set in stone. That's going to be a heck of a series. Ooh, I'm excited for that one. Then out of the other side, it'll most likely be Philadelphia and Toronto. Also a good series. Excited to see how... Uh, Toronto plays Philly. Um, should be a lot of fun. And then, man, Milwaukee and Boston. As much as I want to, I, I think Milwaukee's a bit of an unstoppable train right now. So I'm gonna have to give Milwaukee the edge in that one. Philadelphia and Toronto. Toronto's got the experience. Um, I give a slight edge to Toronto. I think experience. Um, when when talent is pretty evenly matched, experience can uh give you the edge. Portland and San Antonio give the edge to San Antonio. OKC and San Antonio. Um, so tr- track with me here. OKC comes back from 3-1 to win three in a row. I give a slight edge to OKC over San Antonio if they come out of that. Um, experience is about even. And uh, OKC has played San Antonio fairly well in years past. But honestly... Experts will probably give the edge to San Antonio, Houston, Golden State. I think we all know Golden State gets the advantage, but I think see what kind of fight Houston can put up against them, and um, you know should be pretty interesting. We all know that the West and then the finals run through runs through Golden State, so we'll just have to see how it goes. But anyways, uh, predictions for tonight. Predictions for tonight. So we have um, OKC in Portland. And then believe, give me two seconds, believe Denver and San Antonio play tonight, um, back in Denver. <clears throat> yep. So, OKC in Portland, prediction. Portland is four-point favorite. Um, they're at home. Uh, listen, so I'm, I'm going to probably go with the unpopular opinion and say OKC, simply because teams who have their backs against the wall can usually force one win uh, out when it's nothing to lose time so we'll just but we'll see how that pans out it's at 9 30 it's a late game magic raptors and uh toronto 12 point favorite i'm gonna take toronto on that they're gonna finish their sweep move on to the second round and wait for uh the 76ers and the nets or i should say the 76ers other game tonight is 76ers and nets so we have those two series first round series the east first round could be wrapped up as early as tonight and um I believe the 76ers are going to close out against the Nets. They're the eight and a half point favorite. I'm taking them. And then lastly, Spurs and Nuggs back in Denver. You know, I'm going to take San Antonio. I think they stole one at home, but I think Pop is gonna he, he's gonna he's gonna close this series out. He wants to move on. So we'll see though. That one honestly is a toss-up. Denver is actually a 5.5 favorite, uh five and a half point favorite. So That'll be a fun one to watch. I'm going to go Unpopular Opinion Go and go San Antonio. So, all right, we could have as many as three series wrapping up tonight or as few as none. So it's going to be interesting. Let me know your picks for tonight. Um, You can just comment on the podcast. You can leave me a message on Anchor, um, Twitter, at Rambling Viking, or email me, the Rambling Viking at Gmail. Love to hear your picks. Uh, That's going to wrap up another sports episode. Um, also you know any commentary you have on today's episode just let me know uh, love to start a conversation about about what's going on uh, like to have a little back and forth so it'll it'll be interesting but anyways hope you guys enjoyed today's episode please um, if you like it please go ahead and give me a rate or review uh, particularly on Apple that helps uh, a lot so I appreciate you guys listening and stopping by I uh, will have my usual kind of episode coming in a couple of days. So be on the lookout for that. I guess tomorrow. Yeah. Days run, by, run together now. So anyways, I'm out.